0: Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.PurposeMCC.com. And now, here's our pastor, Cornelius Phillips, with today's message. All right. uh, Take your Bibles tonight, and uh, we're going to, as far as I know, we're going to... Finish up on the book of Ruth tonight. Uh, as I told you earlier, I've started studying the book of Ruth several weeks ago, several months ago, I guess, and uh, just so much that I've I've seen in this in this little uh, four chapter book that has just really been so uh, profound. Uh, to me and how God works, and uh, you know, the other day uh, I took me and Brayley went on a, a a road trip up to uh, north part of Monroe County, uh, and we went up there to, just to ride. And uh, but we we were going to a place that that uh, I'd only been one time several months ago and didn't really pay any attention to how to get there again and uh, but we were going and it's about 5 miles down a dirt road and uh, up in that area it's it's hills and and hollows and hills and hollers. and uh so but we were going and, and it was kind of wet and um, way back on those those dirt roads and and I'd go down a hill and There'd be another one to come up and just curves and twists and turns on the dirt road. and uh, You know, as I was doing, as we were doing that, I uh, stopped one time and I, I thought, well, man, I, I think I'm on the wrong, I think I made the wrong turn or somewhere and uh, started to, to turn around and, and I, I sat there and I thought and I said, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go up that hill over there, I'm going to make one more hill. And, uh, and see if it's the right place. But anyway, I kept kept going, and, and we found our uh, destination or our goal that, that we were looking for. But in that, uh, I thought about uh, the book of Ruth. And, uh, you know, Ruth uh, and Naomi, uh, they went down a lot of uh, low valleys. They had to climb a lot of hills. There was a lot... A lot of twists and turns in this story. Uh, and, you know, in the life of a man or woman of God, who one who walks in faith, uh, one thing about this book, and it reveals to us, that when you're walking in faith and you belong to God, setbacks uh, are not setbacks to stop you. They're setbacks to set you up for something greater. And so uh I want to start tonight, and we're just going to kind of review some things till we get over in the last chapter, but I just want to share with you just a few things that that uh really stuck out to me and uh and I think it'll be a blessing to you and the first uh the first you know the, this book starts out with uh Loss. It starts out with with uh, tragedy, uh, heartbreak, sorrow, and uh, and Naomi is is in a foreign land, and she's left with two daughters-in-law, uh, Oprah and uh, Ruth, and uh, you know the story. We talked about how that. Uh, she tried to get, she did get Orpah to go back to her uh, people. Uh, but Ruth insisted uh, that she was going to stay with Naomi. And, you know, it's natural for us when we find ourselves in situations, uh, when, in struggles and, and battles, it's natural for me to focus on what I don't have. That's a natural thing that comes. I, I always see what I don't have. It's, it's kind of like we look at the glass uh, that's half full of water, uh, and, and instead of looking at it as being half full, we say it's half empty. Uh, and so it's, it's natural for us to focus on the things that we don't have, but it's supernatural. Uh, it's a supernatural faith uh, when you find yourself in a place like Naomi was, and you can say, I've got plenty. And, and so uh, this story of Ruth uh, and Naomi, they were in a hard place, but the beauty of all that is that God was working behind the scenes on their behalf. And that's important for us to see, uh, that even though we might find ourselves in situations and circumstances that are hard, Understand this: that if you belong to Christ, if you belong to God, God is always working on our behalf, and and I think that's what uh, we we see uh, the story of Ruth teaching us is that that when I don't even realize it and I don't recognize it, uh, God is working and God is moving. Uh, and, you know, God's desire is to connect us to something that is greater. And and he's always moving and working to get us connected with something that's, that's greater than we could ever imagine. You know, I thought about uh, Moses uh, in the book of Exodus chapter 2. The Bible says that Moses went out one day and he saw an Egyptian that was abusing one of uh, Moses' brethren. Moses rose up and killed the guy. He murdered him, and uh, tried to hide him in the sand. And as a result, he had to flee from Egypt. And he ran, and he went into the desert, into the wilderness. And uh, you know, and and the Bible says that Moses stayed in the wilderness for forty years. Uh, and and I think it's safe for us to assume that probably 39 and a half of those years, there is nothing mentioned about Moses thinking or even uh, even thinking about uh, his people back in Egypt. Uh, you know, all it says is that Moses went into the wilderness. Uh, he met his wife, uh, Zipporah, uh, and uh, you know, and They got married. Uh, he, he worked for his father Jethro, and uh, and was a, a sheep herder or shepherd, and took care of his father-in-law's sheep. Nothing's ever said about uh, Moses uh, and the people back in Egypt. Uh, Moses might have uh, forgotten his destiny. He might have he might have in the midst of all the struggle that he went through. He might not have thought about what he was called to do, but God never forgot that. You see, and God had, even when when Moses committed murder, God already foresaw a burning bush in the wilderness that Moses was going to be connected to 40 years later. You see, so what God did was took a bad situation in Moses' life and worked it around to connect Moses with, with uh, a woman named Zipporah and a, who had a dad named Jethro that would hire Moses out to watch his sheep that would put him in the place that he could meet the burning bush and it would be life changing. You see, so so, so many times we look at bad situations and bad things in our life and we think this is the end of the road but it's not the end of the road for a child of God. It's not the end of the journey for a man or a woman who knows Christ. It doesn't mean that there won't be some tears and some struggles and some pain, but God's got a plan for our lives. Listen, you know, in the book of Ruth, Naomi's life seemed to be falling apart. But in, in her worst time, in her worst hour, God brought a Ruth and connected them together. It's amazing how God uh, connects us with people that will help us get through uh, tough times. Now, when Ruth committed herself to Naomi, uh, her commitment was not only to Naomi, but her commitment was to Naomi's God. You see, it was Naomi's relationship with God that that sealed and glued that relationship with Ruth. Now, perhaps if, if Naomi had cursed God and said, God, I'm through with you. I don't want anything else to, to do with you. She would have missed that connection with Ruth. But the reason that we know that Ruth uh, connected with God uh, as well as she did Naomi uh, is found in Ruth chapter 1 and verse 16, that popular verse uh, where uh, Ruth said to Naomi, "'Entreat me not to leave you "'or to return from following after you. "'For where you go, I will go, "'and where you lodge, I will lodge. Uh, "'Your people will be my people.'" And your God, my God. So you see, uh, Naomi, uh, Ruth was saying to Naomi, "You know, you're not going to shake me. You're not going to get rid of me because I'm connected to you, and but more than that, I'm connected to the God that you, you were serving. And so uh, we know and we see that that uh, Ruth and Naomi made their journey back uh, to the land of Bethlehem and uh, uh, Boaz made the statement to uh, Ruth that, uh, that God was going to bless her, and God was blessing her because of her commitment to her mother-in-law, and uh, how that she had come uh, to trust under uh, the wings uh, of, of God, and, and so uh, Naomi and Ruth uh, were brought together, and God brought them back, to uh the land of uh, Israel back to Bethlehem but here's the thing that that I want us to to see tonight we we use this story a lot we use Boaz as a uh, as a uh, an example or a picture of of a woman I can't tell you how many times I've heard uh, it said, uh, he's your Boaz, you know. Uh, I found my Boaz. I, he's he's the one that that God has for me and all that, and and that's that's great, and that's a beautiful story. But we need to see it a little bit deeper than that, and understand that that God has uh, that redeeming quality, and and He has that Redeemer for all of us. And whatever situation that we find ourselves in, God has a, a Boaz, and you know uh, Ruth uh, or Naomi uh, tried to uh, get uh, Ruth to turn around and go back and and to go back to her people, and now uh, and I'm having trouble keeping them apart. But but Ruth refused. Ruth refused. And but I want to read what she said uh, to. Uh, Ruth and Orpah uh, in uh, chapter 1 and verse 12. She said, Turn again, my daughters, and go your way. For I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, would you tear for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them from having husbands? No, my daughters, for it grieves me much for your sakes, that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. Notice what she said in uh, verse 12 when she said, I'm too old to have a husband. If I should say, I have hope. If I should say, I have hope. In other words, there was no hope. She had no hope. There was no hope. And But here's here's what I want you to see. In the midst of her hopelessness, in the midst of of the worst time of her life, in the midst when she felt like all was gone and there was no hope, yet God had a man in Bethlehem that probably about that same time was gathering up seed and going to a field and planting some barley in a field. He didn't know that the seed that he was planting in that field were going to grow up and bring a harvest that was going to draw a young lady by the name of Ruth into his field. You see, but God was working and maneuvering and moving people and setting things up so that that there would be a connection made. He didn't know when he was planting that field, that the field would be that that would connect he and Ruth together. What I'm trying to say, guys, is this. Don't lose heart in the midst of your situation. Don't lose heart in the midst of your struggle. Don't lose heart when you prayed and prayed and prayed and asked God to do a certain thing. Understand this, that if you belong to Jesus, God is working it out. When when you're praying, God might have somebody a thousand miles away that he's doing something, working in their lives, that there's gonna be a divine connection that's gonna be made. So don't lose heart. You know, There's hope for a child of God, even in our greatest losses. There's hope for us beyond our deepest pain. There's hope beyond our worst bitterness. There's hope for us when we feel that we've been forgotten. There's hope. Uh, In Ruth chapter 2 and verse 20, And you say, man, you you stand in chapter one, chapter two, we're never gonna get through with Ruth. Uh, But Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, blessed be he of the Lord who hath not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. And Naomi said to her, the man is near of kin unto us, one of our next kinsmen. So what she's saying there is they have connected with Boaz. And all of a sudden, uh, this connection has happened, and now Naomi recognizes that Boaz is one of their uh near kinsmen. you know talking about uh hope, the Bible says in Romans chapter four verse eighteen talking about Abraham uh the Bible says that he uh against hope believed in hope uh that he might become the father of many nations. And that that who against hope believed in hope stuck out with me. And I said, what is, he, what is that saying? Uh, how Abraham could against hope yet believe in hope. But as I began to look at that, I I, I realized that what Abraham and what the Bible is saying there is that Abraham, even when there were no grounds for hope, yet he believed in hope. In other words, when there was nothing there that you could even scrape up off the ground and build a little hope with, Abraham believed in hope. And sometimes, when when uh, I find myself in a situation and a circumstance in my life, and and it looks absolutely hopeless to me i have to realize about abraham our father of faith i have to realize that abraham didn't have any grounds for hope he didn't have any he didn't have anything that he could build off of or anything except what god had said and he went against everything and he had hope The awesome thing about God is that when we know Him and live by faith and trust Him and lean not to our own understanding, we can know this, that God is working things out on our behalf and He's moving things around so that we uh, will be blessed. I might not be blessed uh, in, in somebody else's eyes. And I might look like I'm struggling, but I know that beyond that, I'm blessed. And I know that that no matter what my circumstance or situation is, I know that God is taking care of me uh, on my behalf. Now, the last thing that I, I want to, uh, or the next to the last thing that I want to uh, bring out tonight is... Uh, when Ruth met Boaz, and God began to work in that situation, and and give them favor with Boaz, uh, the story uh, goes that that uh, uh, Naomi sends Ruth to the threshing floor that night, and and you know the story how she sent. Uh, Ruth down and said, I want you to go down and uh, and because Boaz will be there and he'll be uh, sleeping on the threshing floor to guard his harvest uh, and protect it from thieves and and she said, go down there and and uh, spread uh, uh, get him to spread his garment over you or over his feet or uh, get under his feet uh, with his garment and." Uh, what that was 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 Naomi was saying look I want you to go down and make the move on Boaz. I want you to go down and and uh, put yourself present yourself and uh, that that act of uh, that took place that night uh, was an act of of her saying to Boaz, I want you to marry me I want you, to take me and and i i I want you to be my kinsman redeemer and marry me now here's the awesome thing if if when that happened, then Boaz went and to the city gate and uh gathered all the the elders of the city together and uh said, Look, you know we got we got Naomi over here and uh Elimelech's, uh wife and and she's come back and uh you know uh I'm I'm uh her kinsman and uh and and all that but but come to find out Boaz wasn't the nearest kinsman you see here's here's uh Naomi has has suffered all this loss, and she suffered all this this uh, uh, pain and all that, and they've struggled. They made it back to Bethlehem now, and and they met Boaz. But here uh, is a situation now that's come up in chapter four of where Boaz is not the next of kinsmen. so by law Boaz wouldn't be able uh, to redeem Naomi uh, or or Ruth. And so I read that and and uh, I began to see and the and the Lord began to, to speak to me and he said uh, if if it ain't Boaz it won't happen. And and I began to think about that and, and I began to uh, look at that picture that this this next of kinsmen uh stood up and and I'm, I'm not going to read the, the whole story, but he stood up and when Boaz presented the picture to him and, and said, you know, uh, if you're going to redeem them, you know, you, you can buy their uh, little par- parcel of ground that they've got and, and all that. And, and the guy said, I'll redeem it. And, you know, you, when you read that, your heart kind of falls because you say, man, you know, that's not Boaz. But he said, I'll redeem it. But then Boaz comes up and says, well, now when, you, when you're when you doing that for Naomi, uh, I want you to also, uh, she's got a, a, a daughter-in-law, Ruth, uh, that's going to be there, and you're going to have to raise up some children uh, with her uh, for Elimelech's uh, bloodline. And the guy said, I, I can't do that. Here's the thing, guys. Again, God's hand is working and moving because there's something far greater that God has for Ruth and Naomi. There's something greater. There's a bigger picture there that even Naomi and Ruth are not seeing. And I, and I think sometimes, guys, that if we could see that big picture, it would save us a lot of struggle it would save us a lot of depression and a lot of tears sometimes if we could really see that God is working and moving. And even people that would come into our lives that would that would desire to connect with us, God says, That's not the one that I want you to connect with. So I'm gonna move them out of the way. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring something's gonna come up. I'm gonna add a little bit more to to the equation and, and they're just all of a sudden gonna come up and say, nah, I don't think so. And and we might wonder, well, well, what in the world happened? But it's all about God is moving and directing us in our lives. You know, the Bible says uh, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And you can rest in that, and know that if you're trusting God and and seeking God, God will order your steps. Not only will He order your steps, He'll order the connections that you make in your life. Amen. Now, uh, in in Ruth four and verse four, let's. I want to read that about Boaz, and he was talking with this other. Kinsman, and he said, I thought to advertise uh, saying by, by it before the inhabitants and before the elders of my people, if you will redeem it. And he's talking about uh, the land and, and, and all that. He said, If you will redeem it, redeem it. But if you will not redeem it, then tell me that I may know, for there is none to redeem it besides thee, and I am after you. And the guy said, I will redeem it. And then Boaz uh, you know, I don't know if he probably didn't do that on purpose. He said, well, you know, i got to throw something else here. Uh, but God was working. And then Boaz said, what day that you buy the field of the hand uh, of the hand of Naomi, you must buy it also of, of Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of the dead, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance. And the kinsman said, I can't redeem it for myself, lest I mar my own inheritance. Redeem Thou my right to thyself, for I cannot redeem it. And so, make a long story short, Boaz gets the right to redeem uh, Naomi and also Ruth, and he becomes uh, the husband of Ruth. We might say, "Well, you know, that's that's the end of that." What an awesome story! But that's not the end of it. You see, because uh, if you read on down in uh, Ruth chapter 4, you'll find that uh, in verse uh, 11, let's, let's pick up at verse 11. Uh, now, Ruth uh, and, and Boaz have, uh, have now come together or are in the process. And in verse 11, it says, And all the people that were in the gate the elders said, We are witnesses of this. The Lord make the woman that is come into thine house like Rachel and like Leah, which two did build the house of Israel. And do thou worthily in Ephrata, and be famous in Bethlehem. And let thy house be like the house of Eris, whom Tamar bare unto Judah, of the seed which the Lord shall give thee of this young woman. Talking about Ruth. So Boaz took Ruth and she was his wife, and when he went in unto her, the Lord gave her conception, and she bore a son. Now, this is this is something that, that you don't hear a lot about or or I haven't. The fact that Ruth was married to Malon. All right, and, and they were married for Probably at least eight or nine, even ten years, they were married. But she never bore a child. She never had a child by Malon. So many people think that Ruth was barren, that she was not able to bear children. All right? And, and the people uh, that, that were witnesses at the gate that day understood this. They recognized this. And so, so that is the reason that they spoke a blessing over Ruth when they said, The Lord make the woman that has come into your house like Rachel and like Leah, which too did build the house of Israel. And uh, and they, they pronounced a blessing over her. And, and on down... Uh, talked about the seed which the Lord shall give thee of this young woman now here's the awesome thing guys that that again God was setting and 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 uh, directing the steps of everything that happened in the book of Ruth and now Ruth has married to Boaz and and God gives uh, he he, opens up her womb and allows her to bear a child here's the awesome thing about it is that all along god was saying there's there's a seed that i want brought forth that's going to that i've got divine plans and purposes for and we know that if you read on down uh that uh in the last uh, four or five verses of the book of Ruth, is the genealogy. Ruth is one of probably the only book, maybe, with, and I didn't look at this, but maybe with the exception of Numbers that I know of, that the it it winds up by giving a genealogy. All right, and uh, so in this genealogy. Uh, it lays out the, 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 uh, the bloodline, but at the end of it, the last verse, and Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David. Now here's the thing. All that they've gone through, all that, that uh, Naomi has experienced, all the pain, all the struggle, all the worry, all this uh, that Ruth has experienced all the way from the land of Moab, could it be, and I believe it is, is that that God said, I want to raise up a king. I want to raise up a king. And uh, and David uh, became uh, the grandson or great-grandson of, uh, of Ruth. And and Boaz, uh, our grandson. And so, but it doesn't stop there. You see, because God said, I'm connecting the dots because I've got a greater plan and a greater purpose. David was the greatest king the nation of Israel ever had. But yet, David wasn't the end of it. David uh, was just the beginning of it or just uh, one part in it. God had another king that he was going to raise up of the seed of David, which was Jesus. See, and all of it started with a man named Elimelech that one day decided there's a famine in the land. Uh, Naomi, gather the children up. We've got to move and go into Moab. And all of it Began with that but God connected them with people he connected situations and circumstances he took bad circumstances and brought them together he took pain and used the pain to, to bring about his glory and his blessing that's the awesome thing about God that it doesn't matter what I'm going through and what I'm dealing with God is working on my behalf. You see, you never know that the struggle and the hard times that you're going through, that God says, listen, I'm going to take what you're going through and I'm going to birth a king from it. I'm going to take what you're dealing with and I'm going to bring about something of royalty with it. I'm going to take what you're dealing with and I'm going to cause something to happen that's going to affect thousands and thousands and millions of people's destiny. Would you ever think that a widow lady in a foreign land with her daughter-in-law making their journey, their trek back home, walking into Bethlehem, beat down, bitter, frustrated, and about as low as low could get, would you have ever thought that God was going to use that situation to bring to birth King David? And from there, Jesus would come as, as king. See, God's got a plan. God's got a plan. So... Anyway, I, I just I wanted to share that with you because it's been so uh, good for me to look at that. Because sometimes when I when I'm going through something, I'm I'm looking at that one little dot. I'm saying, God, but that dot, God, that that dot, that's where I am. I'm right there. That's the dot that that I, and I can't see anything past that dot. And I don't know if I'll ever get through this or I'll ever get past it. And God says, Son, I've already connected something over here that's going to take care of you. I've already dealt with somebody over here, and they're coming your way. You don't know it, but they're coming your way, and you're going to connect with them, and they're going to be a blessing to you. Amen? That's the way God works. So don't get disheartened. Don't get discouraged. Know this, that God is working some things out on your behalf. And I believe he'll do that with you, I believe he'll do it with your children. I believe he'll do it with your grandchildren and your family. God will work things out. He'll bring things together, and he'll cause the blessing to come. Listen, difficulty and stress and sorrow can't stop the blessing of God. It can't stop what God wants to do. One monkey can't stop the whole show. Amen? And so God, God will work it out. All we've got to do is stay faithful and believe and trust him. Amen? Amen. Would you stand with me tonight? Yeah, I've told this story before. Uh, But several years ago when... uh, Ashley had had her accident and and she was in uh, rehab and we had to spend uh, several weeks at Spain rehab in Birmingham and um, and it was a, a just a, a tough tough time for us and for our family and and uh, we we had a little room there uh, all from the Spain rehab and we uh, we would spend uh, every day there with Ashley and uh, going into uh, therapy and speech therapy and uh, physical therapy and all those things. And Ashley was in a wheelchair. She couldn't walk and couldn't talk. She couldn't feed herself. She couldn't do anything. She was just, uh, uh, her nerves were messed up. And, and we, we had gone down to the cafeteria one day for lunch and um, and I was sitting across from Ashley and Judy was sitting by her and Judy was feeding uh, Ashley and uh, trying to help her hold a, a spoon uh, and trying to train her to, to feed herself and she was in her wheelchair and, and we were sitting there and, um, and right, right next to us there was a, a table and, and there was a, a black lady sitting at that table uh with a couple kids and uh she was she was sitting there we hadn't said anything to her or anything but but man we were about as low as low could get you know because we wasn't getting any hope from the doctors and and about ashley and uh they were saying that that it was possible that she'd never speak again and uh, never be able to talk or anything like that and, and we were just we were discouraged, we were uh just low and all that and we were sitting there and and all of a sudden this 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 black lady and she she looked over and she said God ain't through with her and and we said do what? And she said, God ain't through with that child. God's still got something for that child to do. God's got a plan for that child. And then she turned around and told the child sitting there at the table, if you don't shut up, I'm gonna take you outside. And and just went back, went right back to, to doing what she was doing. But those words that she spoke went like Fire. In me and Judy. And in and, and a moment of time, that, that, that disheartened feeling, that feeling of hopelessness was gone, and it rebirthed faith in us. It rebirthed a, a, a hope in us that we had lost. You see, that's how God works. And he's done that so many times in our lives. And I'm sure he'll do it, he's done it in your life. Somebody will come along, and you thought it was accident, but it wasn't accident. God had them planted. He had them sitting there waiting on you to get there so they could give you a word of encouragement. Amen. Let's pray. Father, God, tonight we thank you that, Father, in in the scheme of things, Lord, you are always working. Father, thank you tonight that, Lord, that we don't go down in a valley, we don't climb a hill without you having a plan and a purpose for it. Now, Father, tonight, God, I know that there's situations, there's circumstances that that perhaps people are dealing with tonight in this place. Let them know, Father, tonight, that, God, that it's not hopeless. Let them know tonight, God, that you are working. Father, even when they don't feel it, even when we don't see it, and God, even when we don't hear it, God, that you are working on our behalf. Now, Father, God, I just pray a blessing over your people tonight. Father, I, I pray a blessing over every house, every home that's represented in this room tonight. And Father, God, I thank you tonight that, Father, you are moving. And God, I'm believing tonight, God, that there's some people God, that are going to connect with a Boaz. God, a, some, a, a, a redeeming power, God, that you're going to send. Lord, I'm believing tonight, God, that there's going to be some things redeemed in our lives. God, there's going to be some relationships redeemed in our lives, Father. And God, tonight I just thank you and I give you praise. We give you honor and glory in Jesus' name, amen, amen.